Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you walk close with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and it's my mission in life to do whatever I can to help you embrace the wonder of developing an authentic friendship with God. That's right, to know Him and make Him known. These are the two most important things in life. And if you pour yourself into getting to know God, it will transform your ability to make Him known. In fact, spending more time alone with God is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and certainly your eternity. So plan to join us each Tuesday as we grow in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I amp it up in an attempt to resuscitate your passion for studying God's Word in your time alone with Him in an episode we're calling Unnumbing Your Love for God's Word. One thing for sure, if you're a believer, you've got to cultivate an appetite for the Word of God, period. Thing is, a lot of people still think of God's Word as a book with lots of rules and regulations, do's and don'ts in it. But the Bible is a person. John 1.1 reminds us that Jesus is the Word made flesh. Okay, great. So what? Well, for starters, that means we've got to stop memorizing it like it's the same as learning our times tables. Seriously, remember, all the Pharisees and even the devil himself knew the Bible backwards and forwards and it didn't do them any good. Just because you know the Word doesn't mean you know the God who wrote it. On today's podcast, Josh and I are going to ask you to join us on a journey to the purpose of the Bible so that whenever we read it, we're actually hearing it as a letter written straight to our heart from our very best friend. Every word, every story, as if God himself were sitting right there talking to you personally, because that's exactly what it really is. A couple things to expect, I share many of the practical strategies I use to keep my study of the Word of God fresh every day. And Josh talks about how compromise on the Word can cripple your calling. So let's pray and get into it. Holy God, we're so grateful for your Word. There's nothing like it, nothing that touches our hearts like the truth from your mouth. I'm asking you, Lord, to stir our hearts and minds again for your Word. Don't allow us to remain complacent or ignorant or rebellious toward its truth. We praise you today in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's rev things up as we dive deep into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled, Unnumbing Your Love for God's Word. Welcome back to the Pure Worship Podcast. Hey! Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing, Jeff? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm doing so good, so good. Is that a fact? It is a fact, man. Just hanging out with you is what's fun. Oh! I mean, you and I are so busy, and we have a lot of things going, and that's how everybody is. Yeah. No big deal, you know? But I, I, I'll be honest, I really do enjoy having you here in my basement, in my house, hanging out together, you know, and I, I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you making time to do this. I think we have a little chemistry thing mm. going on here. Chemistry. You know, it's just fun chatting. I failed chemistry two times oh, in high school. Oh, man. <laughs> Lord. For me, it was uh, 
languages languages really? I, I couldn't do I, I was in French in uh, high school and I mean I didn't fail but I did I got A's and B's in other classes but this I always got C's then Spanish in college couldn't get more than a C really las cucurrachas entran yeah. pero no pueden salir yeah it doesn't uh, I don't have any idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah the cockroach buenos yeah. noches <laughs> buenos nachos <laughs> Well, man, we're going to jump into this here, and I'm excited just for what you're talking about. The last podcast that was released a week ago, uh, we were talking just about practical bare bones of stuff uh, that we do uh, in the secret place. And, you know, what's really fun, man, is I remember when my dad would pick us up on Friday nights, Hmm. uh, he would always, wherever we lived... He would never take the conventional, like, freeway, like, jump on, like, eight, you know, just take the quickest route. He would always do, like, these back roads. Like, he'd go, like, and we were just talking, like, seriously. I'm like, Dad, can't you just take the freeway? Just get us home, man. But he would go on these crazy back roads through the countryside. Wow. And we were just talking a couple weeks ago. I said, Dad, why did you do that? It was so dumb. And he's like, two reasons. I like the back roads, Mm. and I wanted to expose you to the back roads. And the other thing is, I wanted you to learn these back roads. And you said, I wanted you to learn uh, that there are other... There's other routes. Routes, right? So, now just... With my comment here, I am by no means talking about universalism. Mm, Jesus is the only, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. But what I am saying is, dude, the last podcast really presented, your secret place looks a lot different than mine. Sure. And so the avenues that we take to get to the thing, and by the way, friends, the thing is him. Yeah. He is the thing. He's the treasure that we're looking for. He's the pearl of great price. Yes, he yes. he is the reward. Uh, he is the one that we're looking for. And the, the roads to get to that on a day-to-day communion in the context yes. of secret place, there's a lot of different ways to get to that secret place. Yeah. And uh, what's cool is, is that we're presenting, guys, mm. some of the back roads. Yeah. We're presenting the freeway. There, there's a yeah, lot of, there's exactly. a lot of different, different ways. You could do a freeway and a back roads combination. I don't know. Really. So what's cool is we're we're going to talk about, we're going to hear more from Jeff today about, uh, we were heavily focused on prayer in the last podcast, but we're going to hear more about encountering the secret place in the word of God, mm. which we both have an affection for and yeah, affinity man, for. So absolutely. man, just pick us up from where we were the last time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that has hit me is that, and we mentioned this at the end of the last podcast, uh, this idea that that worship, the word, and prayer, they're gateways. Mm. They're gateways to word. what? Because we see these as, sometimes we see them as religious activities. Yeah. You know, like, like you even your secret place is like a religious activity. Oh, you got to check it off the to-do list. God <laughs> wants me to spend time with him, so I better do it, you know. Yeah. Okay, done. Now I can go have the rest of my day. Yeah. And that's not what we're trying to do here. And I get it because I wrestle with that personally. Totally, man. You know, because I know that he wants me to do it, so therefore I want to do it. I know it benefits me, and it's so I want to be benefited. So I do it so that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I don't want my motives. You know, I want, I just want to know him. Yeah. I really want that to be my heart. It's not always my heart, Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I want that to be my heart. I want to know him. He wants to be known. Mm. That's the whole point of all this. So, but we've got to understand that prayer, the word and worship, they're all gateways 
to knowing him. Yeah. That's why I mentioned on the last the end of the last podcast the idea of even prayer being not just us coming to God with requests. Yep. Because that takes the relational component out of it yeah. to some degree. It does show us that we're relying on God. Mm-hmm. Like that's important for us because when we bring requests to God, we're actually saying to him, we need you. And we're trusting and, you to, yes, to, to and take that's, care of it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's important. You yep. do need to confess those things. But it's more than that. It's relational, right? So when it comes to the word of God, I see so often, you know, uh, this idea of like, we got to just know the word so we can know the word. <laughs> Like, you know, and, and the way I like to say it is we don't study the word of God so we can know the word of God. We study the word of God so we can know okay. the God of the word. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And we said this before, but yeah. I got to keep saying it because I mean, I, I love it. Even today, Man, my kids went to JBQ. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know JBQ, okay. Uh, Junior, Junior Bible quiz. quiz. Yeah. Right. So, and this whole thing is young people were getting them introduced at the beginning uh, of their lives into learning the word. And they had yeah. these competitions and yeah. there's buzzers and there's deal. teams and there's, you know, national competitions yeah. for learning the word of God. And they're literally asking all these questions and these kids learn all the answers and the cutoffs. And, you know, they even memorize the questions so they can buzz in early and, and, you know, do all this stuff. Well, I get a little bit irritated with it, to be honest. I think it's an amazing beginning. Yeah. But, but I think sometimes we don't transition hmm. kids to understand that it wasn't just about reading the word or wow. memorizing the word yep because we know the pharisees knew the word of god mm-hmm. guess who else knows the word of god the devil himself yeah. he knows the the word of god backwards and forwards yeah but that shows you that you can know the word but not know the god of the word you can <laughs> you can gain knowledge but not receive revelation absolutely that's absolutely. what's so bizarre about it yes it is wow. cuz it's tricky man yeah. it's a little tricky you could know the bible back and backwards and forth you might be the the jbq champion oh my god and still not even know god <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. So it's really important for us to understand that the whole point of the word of God is to bring us into revelation of him. This is his person. Like these words on this page, this is his word. I was explaining this to my kids the other night and and I feel like this was the Holy Spirit. He totally gave me this and he just actually reminded me of this right now. Uh, Okay, my Aunt Judy, she just went through a really hard time. Uh, Her husband... My uncle Bob just passed away. Wow. Now she's been taking care of him for a long time because mm. he's been suffering with dementia. And he hardly remembers her, hardly remembers situations, all this stuff. Anybody who's been in this situation knows how difficult this is, right? Mm. So we put together like a family care package. Everybody made her a card. You know, he passed away. We made her a car. We sent all this, uh, sent her some goodies and just some encouraging things and stuff. Well, I, I typed up this letter to her from us, from our family, you know, just pouring our hearts out, telling her we're praying for all this stuff. And I said, imagine when Aunt Judy gets this package. She opens up the letter and she starts reading the letter. Now, what is she hearing? She's hearing my voice, our voice as a family, like it's speaking to her Hmm. relationally. It's a person that's behind the words and it's touching her heart, not just the words, but the person, the people that are behind those words. And she's hearing that voice, our voices in her head, in her heart. And it's as if we were right there. 
Cool. So it's the same thing with this word. Mm. You know, it's Jesus. He's speaking to us. It's God, his voice. Like you got to get past the idea that these are just words. Mm -hmm. It's a person. He's a person. He loves us and he's writing to us specifically. It's a letter from, does that make sense? Like I I feel like it's maybe not uh, anyways, but we got to get to that point where we read the word and we just sense how beautiful his voice is. We're actually hearing his voice. And that's one of the things that I find so, that's so important. Um, there's so much misunderstanding mm. in this world today. So much disagreement about what we're supposed to do in life about different religions, about uh, what the word of God is saying. You can go to one church and they think the word is saying this and that same passage, this other church over here, they're saying it says that. And and the devil uses this because if nobody can decide what the word is really saying, then people just throw the whole thing out. I mean, if if you can't really discern and if everybody has a different opinion, well then if if I'm an unbeliever, then I'm just going to throw the whole thing out. Why? If if the Christians can't even agree on what it says, then there's nothing even worth reading, right? So, but what I'm understanding here is that when we read the word of God, what we're doing is we're learning to hear his voice And what I mean by that is we're learning to hear his tone. We're learning to hear his character. What does he think on these things? When this situation happens, how does he respond to it? When these people do that thing, how does he respond to it? Does he affirm them or does he not? Does he discipline when this happens? Okay, I'm learning what he loves. I'm learning what he hates. I'm learning what he blesses. And I'm learning his voice. So therefore... Now discernment comes in. I'm learning what his voice sounds like. And we talk about it, you know, like if Josh, if, if your phone rang right now and it was your mom, but she was calling from a number that you didn't recognize, right? You picked it up. How many words would it take for you to recognize her voice? Two. I mean, yeah, right. I, I mean, just Josh, she, she says Josh, right? You know her voice. Why is that? Because you've spent lots of time Correct. hearing her voice. Right. Okay. But if that phone rang right now and it was some random person, how many words would it take for you to be able to recognize their voice? Hmm. And infinity. I mean, there's no right. way for you to recognize. You don't know that person. Correct. So as you get to know the voice of God, mm. then he gives you discernment and you're actually able to learn what he's saying, which then helps you combat the lies of the enemy. You're out in the world and then somebody says well blah 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 and you're like hold on a second I know my God's voice it doesn't sound like that yeah it's not me just putting my personality into it and thinking what I think God normally says no I've read the word I know how he thinks I know how he talks so therefore I can recognize the lies of the enemy Wow. And here's the deal, man. I'm seeing a lot of young folks. Here I am, the old guy talking about young people these (laughs) days. No, but seriously, guys, people that I've poured into for a long time, I really feel like this is the word that compromise will cripple your calling. Mm. I'm seeing it happen, dude. I'm seeing just compromise creep into people's life. And you know what the common denominator is? Mm. Is that they're not rooted in the word. Absolutely. Now look, dude, this is 2 Timothy uh, chapter three, f- starting at 13, everybody knows three sixteen that all scriptures, God breathes, but yep. look at this yep. evil people and imposters will become Uh-oh. worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you continue of what you have learned and firmly believed, 
you know wow. those who taught you. You know the, the voice. And you know that from childhood you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom for salvation mm. through Jesus Christ, through faith in Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and rebuking, for correcting and for training in righteousness. Now here's the last part, 17, it says, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped Mm -hmm. for every good work. Guys, yes, this is a gateway for communion with the Father, but guys, I feel Mm -hmm. like in these days, this is our safeguard. This is the very thing that will protect us and keep us equipped for every good work. So good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so important. And I was just thinking about this. Uh, One of the things we talked about in the last podcast or one of the last ones was this idea that uh, pastors sometimes take Mm. on this heavy role of being shepherds. Right. So what ends up happening, we as lay people, those who come and attend church, we see it as the pastor's job to teach us the word. Mm hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's say when you were born, you got separated from your parents and there was a mediator, a person who came and your mom would talk to that person and then that person would tell you what your mom said. Now you could learn the heart of what your mom was saying, but you actually wouldn't ever be able to recognize her voice right? because you actually personally had never heard her voice. Mm. So... Here's the thing I want to challenge people with. If you are thinking, and and this seems so foreign to me, to be honest, Josh, because this is not what the Bible teaches, but it does seem that many people, and maybe this is, again, a two-way street, maybe pastors like the idea that they're the only source of the teaching of the word for their people. Yeah. But then the people also like the idea that they don't have to worry about studying it on their own. I'll just eat the leftovers from the pastor's food. Mm. He learns, he studies, he teaches me, and that's all I get. The the regurgitated word of God. Yeah. Right? And I never actually feast on the word of God for myself. Yeah. Wow. That really makes you think. I mean, it's a serious question. Do we really know God's voice or do we just know a few scriptures? John 10, 26 to 30 says, but you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Guys, this is pretty intense stuff. I mean, I always do my best to flip scriptures around so I really know what they're trying to say. If Jesus is saying my sheep know my voice and I give them eternal life, isn't it reasonable to think that it's also saying those who are not my sheep don't know my voice and I do not give them eternal life? Man, there's no question. We need to get to know the person of God. Okay, I hinted last week that I am taking a team to Mozambique, Africa this May 9th through May 20. We'll be training and equipping the church in Mozambique and doing sessions and workshops on live sound, songwriting, and worship, and more. So if you'd like to partner with us, simply go to my Facebook and Instagram posts and click on the giving link or email me at info at jeffdo.com. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh reminds us that absolutely no one graduates from reading and rereading Jesus' words in the Gospels. And I share several different starter ideas for getting into the Word 
word for the first time or for the hundredth time. So let's set this thing on fire as we blaze right back to this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast. What God is calling you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's time for you to study the word. It's time for you to hear his voice and not have a mediator. The idea of a pastor is to help lead us to green pastures. But if you really, you know, a lot of people think this job of the pastor to feed them. It's not because think about what a shepherd does. A shepherd doesn't feed the sheep, only the weak or the the lame until they can get strong enough, Mm -hmm. but he would just guide the sheep to the green pastures and the sheep feed themselves. So he's supposed to spur you on. Hey, you should take a look at this. Hey, you should study this, but you have to go study it for yourself so that when someone's coming to you and saying, well, what about this, this, and this, and this, you're saying, well, my pastor says, no, what do you say? Yeah. What do you say? What have you read in the word? Not to make it personal, man. Yeah. Talking about our experiences in the secret place, all right? Mm-hmm. I want to tell you guys straight up, the biggest area that the Lord is speaking to me right now, yes, through some elements of prayer, some elements of musical worship, but the biggest thing right now is being in His Word. Mm-hmm. So kind of as Jeff was talking about the last podcast of creating that discipline, getting up early if you have to. Yes. I'm with you, man. I'm like, I'd rather stay up till two in the morning and whatever. Yep. I'm not a morning person, but I've seen the benefits of getting yes. up early and getting into His Word. I'm going through... Starting the uh, day. Uh, yeah. It, I'm, I'm beginning And, and honestly, word. I feel like it's different than ending the day. Yeah. Like ending the day is great, but starting the day with the Word. Now again, maybe your back roads means that you're yep. up till two in the morning studying the word. Yep. Um, but as to Jeff's point, sometimes it's just the best, best time early in the morning. You know, there's a reason why Jesus got up early in the morning. And so if you don't do that, that's not a condemning thing. Uh, but I'm telling you, I'm kind of like the wild rogue kind of guy. And I am finding the benefits of getting up early and getting into his word. That's the, that's the predominant voice that the Lord is using right now to speak into me is just cracking open the scriptures, reading through, through the word. Let me just read this passage too, and this is this is common stuff, but you got it. You got to get this stuff in your heart, right? Psalm nineteen, mm. starting at verse seven, says this: "The law of the Lord is perfect." perfect. Come on, come Ooh. on, reviving the soul. Come on, do you need revival in your yeah. soul today? Are you numb to God? I mean, you'd be like, "Well, I feel like the Word of God is so boring." I'm telling you, we've talked about this on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to look at it like acquiring the taste for coffee. Yeah. If you don't ever eat, if you never drink black coffee, you're never going to acquire a taste for it. Maybe you don't want to with coffee, but but with the word, if you never consume the word, then you're never going to grow a craving for the word. Yep. So the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Do you need revival in your soul? Read the word. Mm-hmm. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. Come on. Somebody needs to hear this. Like you can trust the law of the Lord. Yeah. Maybe you've had a, a, a pastor who's misled you in certain areas or a teacher you've heard someone twisting the scriptures no but it says here so that's why you need to go directly to the scriptures they are trustworthy it says making wise the simple do you need wisdom go to the word verse 8 the commandments of the lord are right bringing joy to the heart guys you need to hear this there's so many people saying the exact opposite thing of this they're saying the bible is an antiquated book it's not relevant anymore but it is yeah right bringing joy to the heart what do you not have joy do you have lack of joy in your life 
Oh, come on. It says the commands of the Lord are clear. What? It seems like they're so confusing. No, it's because you haven't been consuming them and learning the voice of the Lord. He will show you. His spirit will guide you and show you and they'll clarify what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. They give insight to life. Verse nine, reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold. Come on, somebody. Who doesn't want gold and riches and all all that, even the finest gold, they are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. Mm. They are a warning. Come on. They are a warning to those who hear them, but there is great reward for those who obey them. Mm -hmm. There's so much good stuff in there. We can preach on that all day long. And just confirming that, man, I love how the word confirms itself. Psalm one, man, verse two says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. Mm. Verse three says, he's planted like a tree beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Guys, these are the benefits Mm. of worshiping in the word. You know, Jeff, one thing that I love to do because I'm a musician, I love to sit at my piano and sometimes singing the same old worship songs. It's it's okay. It's, sure, it's sure. fine. But so a lot of times when I need a connection, yep. I open my scriptures. I get in the Psalms or I get in Ephesians or something like that or an apostolic prayer in the scripture. And I sing yeah. right through the scripture. So good. And it's cool because my songwriting has, it's been that. There you go. Like I've just taken the scriptures and it's come alive to me and been revealed to me as I'm singing it. And it's just a really cool tool. So guys, one of my back roads is hmm. I, I yes, sing yes. through the scriptures. Uh, I hop, you know, down in, in Kansas city, they do a thing called worship in the word where they, they meditate on the word and they sing the scriptures as they're reading it. So just if that, if that's helpful to you guys, just take that away of worship in the word. Don't divorce that from music. Don't divorce that from prayer, man. Some of the most powerful prayers are found in scripture. Yes. Paul's prayers, the apostolic prayers in in Ephesians one and chapter three, begin praying those scriptures, begin singing those scriptures. So yeah. that's my back road. One of them. You got to understand guys that reading the word daily is like eating daily. I mean, for you to go from a Sunday to Sunday and never consume the word between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's like starving yourself all yeah. week. You would never do that with food, <laughs> but but we do that all the time with the way that we study the Bible. Mm-hmm. Think of the Bible as nourishment for your soul. Like consume it, mm-hmm. like read it, eat it. You know, like literally, I remember I was honey from the honeycomb. <laughs> there's actually a picture of me from PWI when I was preaching on this stuff from yeah. years ago. I yeah. actually put the Bible in my mouth and I held it in my teeth because oh I was trying to give the example of eat this word. You know, <laughs> I mean, didn't uh, was it was it Isaiah or Ezekiel or one of those guys that 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 the scroll, told him to think, eat the scroll? Isaiah. Is that, yeah, Isaiah, right? Eat this scroll, right? Oh, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> I think it's Isaiah. <laughs> so, I mean, but the whole point is that the, the word is nourishment for our soul. So daily consuming the word is going to change your life. Mm-hmm. Somebody might say, and you got to change your attitude with this, whether it's somebody preaching the word or whether it's you reading the word, you're like, 
you have this kind of been there, done that attitude. Yeah. If somebody brings up a passage that you've already heard, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I heard that one already. What? Yeah. That's like me bringing you right now, Josh, a fresh, juicy hamburger. Oh, my gosh. With cheese and mushrooms oh, and whatever, oh. onions dripping off of it. And you saying to me, oh, you know, Jeff, I, I've already had one of those. No, thanks. <laughs> I've, I've, I've already had one. Like, that's dumb. It's dumb. Like, that's stupid, right? Because it still brings fresh nourishment to your body today, yeah. even though you've had one before. Yeah. So the word of God is actually just like that. It actually brings nourishment every day. Even if the only passage, say you were alone on an island, and the only passage you had was John 3.16. Mm-hmm. It could nourish you every day. Yep. Just that one word. Yes. So somebody needs to get that revelation. Stop saying, well, I, I read through the whole Bible one time. Now what? What? Like, no, it, there's there's so many levels in the scripture. We haven't even got into all that stuff, uh, right? So many levels of understanding. Like there's the base yeah. level and then there's two or three, four, 10, 12 levels down of understanding and application to your life. You know, every word, man, every scripture is like a prism. Yes. That you hold up to the light and you tweak it this way. Yes. And it shoots this ray of light. And you tweak it this way and it shoots this color this way. And you're like, oh, I've never I've never yes. noticed that before. That's yes. why it's important to continually be refreshed in the word. Yes. That's good. Yeah. And so, you know, as we do this podcast on just talking about the Bible and how we use the Bible and how important the word of God is, knowing his voice and, and understanding that, that the Bible is nourishment for our souls, but... You know, one of the questions that people ask is, well, I, I don't even know where to start. You know, I mean, where do I start? It's a big book. Yeah. You know, where do I start? And, and of course, there's a lot of back roads to that, too. There's lots totally, of different ways. We're not, we're not going to tell you that there's a one way to do it. Mm-hmm. But you need to pick something and go with it. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I said on, the, on one of the last podcasts, what I do is I usually pick a book and I'll start reading one chapter a day in that book. Maybe I'm reading two chapters a day from two different books or four chapters a day from four different books or something mm-hmm. like that. But pick somewhere to start. Start in Genesis. Now, if you start in Genesis, there's some really great stuff in Genesis. But as you start getting, if this is the first time you've ever read the Bible, then you start getting to Exodus. There's some more stories, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And there's some there's some crazy stuff like, oh my word, like how am I going to make it through Numbers Right. Uh, kind of thing. So maybe that's not the best place to start if you're a first time Bible reader. Maybe the best place to start is Matthew. Hmm. You know, skip to the New Testament and start reading the words of Jesus. Yep. And you might be surprised to find that Matthew's story is very similar to Mark's story, is similar to Luke's story, yep. but it's told from different perspectives, right? Yeah. Some people will tell you to start in John, because I think John's kind of a friendly, mm-hmm. friendly guy, you know, John the Beloved, whatever, and uh, it's a good thing. I don't know. Do you have any recommendations for people where they start? Or You know, I'd ask the Lord, like I would yeah. pray about it. I'd sure. say, Lord... I mean, it sounds dumb, you guys, but ask the Lord, where do you want me to begin? Where do you yeah. want me to read? I do that. I'm like, Lord, where do you want me to read today? Totally, totally. And, uh, you know, if you're kind of, if you're a bit of a free spirit like me, mm-hmm. maybe going from cover to cover is a little bit yep. uh, overwhelming or, yep. you know, I'm kind of ADD and literally yep. I just, I just, it's hard just to hold my attention. And start reading or something. Uh, but this year has been, you know, going through cover to cover. So it's been good for me for that. Yep. But... I would say uh, if you want to learn what a worshiper's heart is like, I would just dig into the Psalms. If you're seeking wisdom, yeah. get into the Proverbs. Oh, if you, but I think a good place to start would be the Gospels. If, if you're a brand new believer or maybe you're just rediscovering the word for the for yep. almost like the first time again, 
I'd read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, and and the book of Acts because yes. Jesus said, if you've seen me, mm. you've seen the Father. So if you want to know the Father, the creator and the master of the universe, yep. get to know Jesus's words by digging into the gospels. And yep. then seeing how it impacted average, ordinary Joes by getting into the book of Acts. I can't, I, I yeah. love, I love Acts. If you want to so see good. what a spirit-empowered Power life looks like, spirit. a life of mm. worship looks like, dig into the book of Acts. That's so supposed to be the that. norm. Right. I mean, Acts, we think of it as this crazy wild, but that's how the church is supposed it's to operate It's supposed today. to be the template yeah. for what the global church is supposed to yeah. look like. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, I would dive right into Revelation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, no, but actually probably not. But, but then the next step would be going through the letters from Paul, you know, mm-hmm. going through first Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, you're learning the how to's and what does it mean to live a Christian life and go yeah. deeper and all those things. So those are great things. I would say this to the seasoned believer. Maybe you've read the Bible three or four times. You know, change it up, right? Maybe you start now taking, um, maybe you start in 1 Corinthians and you just read three verses. Mm -hmm. And you read it all week long. And you meditate on those three verses and you ask God, what is, as opposed to consuming big portions of scripture and getting Mm -hmm. little out of it, Mm -hmm. consume a little bit and you will be surprised how you can get a lot out of a little. Absolutely. If you've done that, do the opposite and read a whole book. Yeah. Like pick Ephesians and go, I'm just going to read it straight through like a book. You get different perspectives when you read it different ways. Yeah. It's powerful. It's a prism. Uh, I would say one more thing about the gospels. Even if you're a seasoned believer you do not graduate mm-hmm. from the gospels no. from from Jesus Let's go. if you want to know perfect theology read the words of Jesus yep. he he's the he's he is theology, mm, he is so, theology. so just study his words and really dive into what is he saying and wow that's like, good his interaction with the disciples yeah so Hey, we're turning this one into three podcasts here. uh, Whoops-a-daisy. On on how to spend time with God. What does the secret place look like? Just some ideas uh, that might spur you on to just uh, excite or uh, give a shot in the arm to your time with God. Yeah. uh, To unnumb, you know, keep it authentic and real and passionate. So we've been talking about... You know, we talked about prayer. Now on this podcast, we're talking about the Bible. And on the next one, we will talk about musical worship mm. and how powerful it is to add musical worship to your time alone with God. Uh, if you've not done that, man, you're going to want to listen to this next podcast because mm-hmm. it really will impact your life. And you don't need to be a singer to be able to be impacted by musical worship. Amen. Amen. Man, Josh, pray us out here at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Lord, thank you for your word. We do just believe that it is sharper than a two-edged sword. Lord, we know that it is useful and really crucial for bringing correction into our lives. God, we just welcome. I just say this for my life. I welcome the correction and rebuke from the word. And also, I welcome the training in righteousness. Lord, if this is the the tool that you want to train us in righteousness and to equip the saints, Lord, I pray that you would just make it crystal clear to us. Mm -hmm. And God, I pray for those that are struggling with just kind of, maybe they haven't read in a really long time and they're just kind of rediscovering the word. God, show them where they're supposed to go. I pray that you'd speak to them. Uh, And God, you're just going to tell them exactly where to go. And Jesus, we know that you have perfect theology, so we trust you. And God, uh, more than anything, you are the living word. And we just happen to have it written down just so that we can see for ourselves and have it written on our hearts. So we love you, Jesus. Bless this crazy crew that are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
All right, guys, we really want to thank you for connecting with us for this Tuesday's podcast entitled Unnumbing Your Love for God's Word. Hopefully, you're stirred to get going again. Don't forget our analogy of the hamburger. You wouldn't refuse a big half-pound juicy bacon cheeseburger with all your favorites on it just because you've had one before. Are you kidding? That thing is new every morning. Seriously, though, God's word is fresh and new every day. And there's always something powerful to give us a shot in the arm as we learn to understand and love God's word. Remember, Psalm 19 says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the cone. Okay, on our next podcast, we're going to give you somewhat of a similar treatment, but with musical worship as we unpack some of our personal strategies for learning how to incorporate musical worship in our daily time with God. So God bless you and we'll see you next Tuesday for another powerful episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.